Yeah. We truly are a blessed nation. And the blessings that we enjoy are because of the sacrifice of those that gave their lives so that we could have the privileges and the and the, just the, the, the beauty of this, of this country. And I was thinking about this, this thought as I was seeing the video. Think about the, the ones that have gone and battled for this, for this great country we call the United States of America. Caucasians, African-Americans, Asians, Hispanics, But there was, they have one thing in common. They all bled red blood for this country. Those headstones are all white as they are laid to rest. And for us who believe in the grave that is empty, we remember that there's a There's good news, and that is that Jesus will always bring comfort and grace to those that that we've lost, our loved ones and that. But we will celebrate and remember. We'll celebrate what we have, but we'll always remember that it came with a great price to be called Americans. Amen? And we at Living Word Chapel, we want you to know that 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 is it's primary, it's, it's priority that we, that we value what, what God has blessed us with. Um, I want to welcome anyone who is new with us. If you're a guest, we, we thank you for joining Living Word Chapel. My prayer is that, uh, is that you can sit back, enjoy the service, uh, allow God to speak to you. Uh, my, my prayer is also that you'll feel the presence of the Almighty God. That's why we gather. We gather to, to worship the living God. And, uh, and Jesus Christ, whom was sent and sacrificed his life for us. So, so welcome. Uh, we do have a gift for you uh, in the back. At the, it says, New Here, Start Here. It's our welcome center. If you go back there, um, you can get a, a wonderful gift. The reason for that is because you're a gift to us today. So thank you for being here. Um, also, I, I want to remind you of something I mentioned last week. Uh, we will be starting a, a, a budget coaching six-week class. This is wonderful that we're offering it free of charge. And it's, it's two individuals that have worked with Crown, uh, Crown Financial Ministry with Larry Burkett. And usually you have to buy a packet, whether you go through Dave Ramsey or Larry Burkett uh, through, through Crown. Uh, Larry's, Larry's gone on to be with the Lord, but, but that ministry was a very life-changing ministry. In fact, I talked to someone last week that they, uh, they went through that uh, in one of the most difficult times of their lives, and God just turned everything around. Living Word Chapel, we went through Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University uh, pr- probably 10 years ago, and it led us to completely become debt-free as a, as a church. And we paid uh, uh, you know, our, our building off, our land off by the grace of God, and uh, both campuses that we have are, are completely debt-free. So I think we can give God a big hand for that. Amen. But, 
But that being said, we also want to uh, help people to become uh, very excellent stewards of the financial blessings that God has bestowed upon us. And so uh, sign up for that class if, if you're having some difficulties with your budgeting. Uh, let, let, let someone come alongside and coach you. And uh, I think it'll be a benefit for you as an individual, but it'll also be a benefit for those around you um, because it's, 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 just, it's just wonderful for you to be healthy financially. Um, that being said, today we're embarking on a journey uh, in a series that we're going to go through the book of Colossians. And it's, it's a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote through the book, uh, I mean, sorry, wrote to the church in Colossae. And uh, in this letter, Paul is revealing the supremacy of Christ, that Jesus is supreme over all creation because Jesus Christ is the creator. And uh, I want to remind you that this year, in 2023, our, our theme at Living Word Chapel is focused on truth and the truth that we find in God's Word. Uh, what, what happens and what can happen is that you will find distortion or error that can come into your life from other sources that can contradict what God says in His Word. And so the way that you can overcome those contradictions or those distortions is by knowing what does God's word have to say. Amen? Amen. And for you to get grounded in, in the word of, of truth, um, what we find is that truth is not found in a man's religion. And you see, you're going to see the Apostle Paul really come at it or combat uh, those teachings that are coming in uh, to the church. It's also not found in a man's philosophy, and it's not found in a location. It's found in a person. Truth is found in a person, and that person is, is Jesus Christ. And what you're also going to find in this, in this letter that Paul wrote to the, the church in Colossae is that Christ is enough. Why do I say that? We were going through the series in John, and I was at the Copper Corridor campus leading a small group, our real men, and one of the men at the small group said to me, he said, Pastor, I had a conversation with this guy that's, 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 that I thought was very spiritual. This guy, uh, he's been, you know, going to, to church or, or, you know, maybe been walking with the Lord for years. And, 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 and so I thought that he was kind of a, 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 a person that I could look up to when it comes to my faith. But in my conversation, he said, uh, you know, it, some, something in this effect, uh, you know, God is good and, and, and Jesus is, is, he points us to Jesus, but, but Jesus is not everything. You, there's a part that we have to play. And he, he said when he heard that, that he said, if Jesus isn't enough, then who is? What, what you find in the book of Colossians is that if you're in Christ, you're not lacking anything. You are complete when Jesus is in your life. And there's nothing that you can add 
And certainly there's nothing that you should take away from the cross of Jesus Christ. He paid the ultimate price so that you could be ultimately forgiven. He, 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 he gave you worth that you cannot find in any other place. You can't find it in your own merit. You can't find it in your own intellect. You can't find it in, in, in your own abilities. You only find it in Jesus. You find your forgiveness, your complete forgiveness in Jesus. You find your identity in Jesus. You find a friend in Jesus. You find your savior in Jesus. And so from the time that you start walking with Jesus, and this is exactly what the Apostle Paul is going to teach the Colossians, from the time that you receive Jesus as your Savior, you, you go from a position of right standing into this sanctification that's a progressive life where God is shaping you into the likeness of Christ. Are you with me? But the day that you believe, the day that you gave your life to Jesus, you are transferred. And we're going to see this in Scripture. You're transferred from the kingdom of, uh, uh, of darkness into the kingdom of God's beloved Son. There's a positional shift that happens in our life. And a lot of times people are trying to, you're trying to walk your, 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 yourself, you're trying to walk into this place that you're already positioned in instead of walking from the position of being in Christ into this newness and living that out because of Christ being in you. That's what, that's what we're going to find. And, and my prayer is that you're going to understand that. And, and you're going to be able to discern all these different uh, voices and all these different philosophies that are coming at people. And it's, it's penetrating the church and it's actually leading people away from, from, from walking in the confidence that Jesus is enough. So we're going to go to Colossians chapter 1. If you have your Bible, you can open it up. Uh, I'm going to be reading from the NLT. Uh, if, if you can open up your, your, your Bible app or you know, it'll be on your outline as well. Uh, but I really want us to be people of the word, okay? So here, here's how the letter opens up. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and from your brother, or from our brother, Timothy. Now, uh, last week I, I, I taught from, from, from a passage in, in, uh, in, in Timothy, and Timothy was, was Paul's mentee. So God had used Paul to pour into young Timothy and, and he was raising him up and, 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 and Paul really valued and loved this Timothy. So he mentions him here. Verse two, we are writing to God's holy people in the city of Colossae who are faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. May God our Father give you grace and peace. Now notice that the apostle Paul calls the people holy it, the, the word for, for, for holy people are saints. The literal translation says, I'm writing to the saints who are in Colossae. Now, you might have been raised up thinking that your sainthood is by what you've done. But your sainthood is by who you are. It's not what you do, it's what's been done for you. And the reason that you're holy is because Christ has covered you with his blood. And his blood has washed you clean from all your 
all your in, inadequacies, all your, all your uh, inabilities, all your sin, and, and you're, you've been restored. So he, he, he starts out by saying, we're writing to the holy people in the city of Colossae. Okay, may God our Father give you grace and peace. So that's important for us to take away. So God wants to give you what? Grace and peace. I was talking to one of my sons the other day, and there's, there's this documentary going on, and, and, uh, and, and, and it's talking about this, this, this pastor who fell. You know, he had a failure in his, in his ministry, and, and so it's big right now. They're, watch, they're, they're showing it all over the place. And, and so this, this man that was revered as this, this wonderful young uh, pastor, and now, now he's, 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 had a, he's had a falling, and so everybody's just kicking him and saying, look how, how bad he is and all that. And, and my son said something to me. He said, you know, they say when you have a failure, you fall from grace. He fell from grace. And he said, how can you fall from grace? You fall into grace. But sometimes in the church, when people mess up, we kick them when they're down. Instead of restoring them. Amen. I, I, I tell you this all the time for a reason. Don't put your eyes on me because I'm a man. We can fall any day. I, by the grace of God, I haven't. Thank you, Lord, for that. But it's God. And so he, he says, you know, he's wanting them to have the, the grace of God. We also pray for you, and we, thank God, we, we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people, which come from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. You have had this expectation ever since you first heard the truth of, of, of the good news. And, and, and I want, we're going to hone in on that. The confident hope that we have in Christ and what that confident hope produces in us. Verse 6, this same good news that came to you is going out all over the world and it is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. We could camp there. What he's saying, if you understand and you're walking in the truth and you really understand what God has done for you, it's going to produce a life change in you. Amen? And, and what happens is you believe it. It's your faith that matters. Your behavior will come from what you believe. In fact, you will live out what you believe. If you believe you're a sinner, you're a sinner saved by grace, you're going to act like a sinner saved by grace. But if you believe that you're a saint because God gave his son and he died for you on the cross and he, he cleansed you from that old life and you're new in him, you will start acting like a holy one who's walking in the power of the Almighty. He said in verse 7, You learned about the good news from Epaphras, our beloved co-worker. He is Christ's faithful servant, and he is helping us on your behalf. He has told us about the love for others that the Holy Spirit has given you. That's important right there. Hold on to it. Who gives you love for people? The Holy Spirit. If you're in here and you say, I just can't love that person. I don't even like them. I don't even want to be around them. Can I tell you, it's not about you. It's about letting the Holy Spirit work through you. 
Why you guys got real quiet in here? It's the Lord that, that, that produces a love in us for people. Verse 9, so, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. You will never grow without knowing God. You will never grow by just hearing a message on Sunday or every other Sunday or once a month or, or once every two months. You got to grow in your knowledge of God every, every day. Every day as you walk with him, every day as you open up the word, you're going to see truth that's going to speak into your life and into your heart and into your soul. It'll be the manifested glory of God working in and through you. Verse 11, we also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience that you need. And I don't know about you, but I need endurance for the day. And they make power drinks and they make, you know, all these different things, but that's not the endurance of God. And I need patience. Because I don't know if you've noticed this, but people are difficult. Not us, but them. So he says, you know, we need this. We need, the more we know God, the better we're going to get. We also pray... Um, that you will, uh, we will be strengthened, I'm going to read it again, with his glorious power so that you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May, may you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people. We live, I mean, who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness. Okay, let's just, just play this out. He's rescued us from the kingdom of darkness. We were here. But when you gave your life to Jesus, he transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. Play that out in your head right now. We, he rescued us because my life was a mess. I was a mess. I, I, I not only lived in sin, but I produced sin. That's who I was. He rescued me and he transferred me from this position into a new position where I am the son of God and I live in the, in, in, the, in the kingdom of his beloved son because I am in Christ. Ephesians chapter one, the whole thing is about being in Christ. How many of you are in Christ? Ra raise your hand if you're in Christ. Some of you are going like this, I, I think I am. Yeah, I'm in Christ. Right? We, we were here, but now we're here. We were not sons and daughters here, but then we were born again and we became children of God. Living in the light. Do you, do you, see, the, do you see the difference? And so he, he, he says, he purchased our freedom, Memorial Day, Memorial Day, he purchased our freedom 
and he forgave our sins. Where did he purchase our freedom at? That's, that, that's where you became free. And you don't have to be bound to sin. Now we have a responsibility, amen? We all have a responsibility. And what is that? To choose God's way, not our old way. Are you with me? You, you, have, to, you have to choose how you're going to live, but you've been empowered by the Holy Spirit to be able to do, to, to do so. Are you with me? And so we have this confident hope that we're going to become who God called us to become. And so I, I, want, I want to give you or present to you some, some takeaways about a confident hope that, 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 you, that you have and I have. And, and the confident hope that we have is, is worth believing. Say amen if you believe that. It's, 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 worth, it's worth believing. How many of you know that your faith means something? It means something, right? Paul, Paul said it like this. We've heard of your faith. Talking to the Colossians. We have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. And because of that faith, your love for all of God's people, which come from your confident hope. Oh my goodness, there it is. It comes from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. So, so the, the, the problems that you're having here on earth, those, those, those kind of disputes and, and, and the animosity that you're having right here, the, first of all, there's a love that God gives to every person who's in Christ. There's a love that he gives to all of us. How do we know that? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that if anyone will believe in him, they will not perish but have everlasting life. That's the love that God has for you. But in that, in that love that he gives to each one of us who believe that love is reciprocated to his body, the church. There should be a love produced in and through us for the body of Christ. It's not easy for us to love other people in the church. It's not easy. That's why we need God. Amen? Now, I know that there's no one in here that has a problem with any church people. But the other service, they might struggle with it. No, the reality is that, and I, me and Shauna say this all the time, we're, we're driving and, and, and you know, we, 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 work with, 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 we work with people, we work around people, we, 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 we allow the Lord to help us to work on people. But have you ever said this? Because we say this all the time. You don't know people until you know people. Are you with me? Have you ever been around somebody and, 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 and maybe the first time you meet them and you're like, man, they are so nice. And, and then the week after that, you know, you're, they're so nice. And then a the month after that, you're, you're beginning to see some things and they're so nice. <laughs> and then a couple months go by and they're not so nice anymore. They're just nice. 
Man, some time goes on and they're not nice. <laughs> now, if it was up to us and if it was in our own power, the church would be a mess. But it's not up to us and it's not in our own power, it's in God's power. And because of God's power and because of God's love, there's enough love to go around for every person who God brings into the church. Because let's think about the church. When I walked into the, to the, to the doors, when I walked in through the doors of the church, when I, when I first came into a place where they were offering salvation through Jesus, through a born-again experience, it's when I came in to Living Word, Okay. Now, because of where I came from, I, I lived in the world and I, and I was very worldly. The people that knew me, because I, we, we, we live in the tri-community at that time. So Oracle, Samuel, Mammoth. So word gets around in small towns, amen? amen. So James Reese, that same James Reese that was at, you know, that place, and that place, and that place. So you walk in the doors, right? And if we do it in our own, in our own abilities, what, if, we, if we welcome people in our own mindset and religious kind of a, of, a, of, a, of a life that we, when you see someone walk in the door like James Reese, then probably you would say, what's he doing here? It, it, it was like, and I've said this before, it was like my, my wife's grandmother when she heard that I was going into ministry and she said, can he do that? <laughs> After all the things he's done, can he do that? No, no, I'm saying that for a reason. I'm saying that because can I tell you, beloved, that, that all of us have a past, and, and, but, but here's the thing, but when you come, first of all, you should welcome people with the past because God so loved, whoo, God so loved the world that he gave Jesus so that if someone would believe in him, just one, they would not perish but have everlasting life. And then it says, God didn't send the Son into the world to judge the world or to condemn the world, but that through the Son, the world would be, would be saved. Now, now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So every person walks in through those doors or those doors, and all of us have a past. But we're all people. And we're all navigating through the day. And, and all of us also have, we, we also have triggers and tendencies, right? A anyone in here, you just have a struggle with something. Anyone in here, any, you just have a struggle. You know, I'm going to name something that I want you to stand up if, when, when I name. <laughs> Lusting. Would you please stand up if you have any trouble?
Liar, liar, pants on fire. Cussing. Anyone have any problem cussing? You know, we can go, uh, we can go on and on, right? So all of us have, we all have issues, and God is working through his son and through the power of the Holy Spirit to iron out the wrinkles. Are you with me? And the church is called to love one another through the ironing out. We're called to that. And so God places people that maybe sometimes feel, make you feel uncomfortable. Now, think about this. What, what if, what if, and, and I know this would never happen, but what if uh, we would say, well, you know what? I don't get along with this person. So uh, first service, you know, I don't, I don't want them to come to first service. They can come to second service. God, God, God he never would mention anything like that. Amen. Jesus taught his disciples. They used to argue about who was the greatest. And Jesus said, if you want to be great in the kingdom, become like a child and love people. Love one another with with the same love that that, that we have. You see, um, we may struggle with some of God's people, but the Holy Spirit is working in and through our faith to work his love into our hearts so that we can overcome the devil's dividing plan. Hear me now. Diabolos, where we get diablo from, means penetrate and separate. It's never God dividing the church. God unites the church. God gives his love for the church so that this love will permeate through the church. Now, one of the misconceptions that, that people have is that, you know, in, 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 if you go to church, you should never have uh, arguments, confrontations. You should never have problems, you know, because, you know, you, you're not supposed to have these things. That's not even biblical. When, when someone says, you know what, in, 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 in marriage, you know, you should never fight in front of the kids. You should never have arguments. You never have this and that. Well, I, 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 don't, I, I don't completely agree with that. Because then you, you, you show uh, your kids something that's not even true. Are you with me? What, 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 what the Bible teaches us is that when you do have arguments, when you do have, uh, when you do have to confront things, that you work it out through forgiveness and love and grace. And you know what's the best thing for people in the world to see? That even though we have disagreements we can still have restoration through the power of Jesus Christ. You know what's the best thing for your kids to see? Is for them to see when you have a tiff. And I get, again, I know it's not you guys, but I'm preparing for the next service. You guys have a tiff. You guys have something that goes on in between a husband and a wife. You know, and, and, and the kids see that. And then they say, okay, so, so you know. When I grow up, I don't have to try to act like if I can't get mad or upset about things because there's righteous anger. Amen? My wife says, I have righteous anger, babe. You pick up your socks. <laughs> That's righteous. You know what I mean? 
And, and so, so they have this, but, but what, they, what, what will really grow them in Christ is for them to see that even when you guys have some confrontations, even when you guys have some disagreements, that, that you're not going to allow this to break you up and separate you. Are you with me? I, I've been married for 36 years, and in those 36 years, we, we, you know, we've had an argument, at least one, one a day. It's like, it's like one a day uh, vitamins and minerals. <laughs> it just keeps things good, because making up is fine, is great to do. <laughs> I don't even know if there's a song, but I just made it. No. So the reality here is, is, is that when people understand that, that love works through the church and that, that this love works because there's disagreements and it's your faith in Christ that, that changes everything. It produces love for each other and it, make, it makes the words of Jesus true. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. I love you. Child of God, I love you. And that love is, is because it's, it's, it's produced in me through the, through the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't like everything that everybody does, but I love the, the, the body of Christ. And you don't have to like everything that I do, but you love me with the love of Jesus. Amen? And we're all working together moving forward. Here, here's the second takeaway about confident hope. It's a confident hope that it's, it's worth sharing. Because you have a confident hope, it's something that needs to be shared. And the reason that we need to share it is because this world is filled with hopelessness and bad news. That's all they hear. Bad news, bad news, negative, 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 negative. And the Colossians had experienced this firsthand, right? They, they'd experienced the, the, the negativity of the world, the negativity of the Roman Empire and all these things that were going on. You know, we think we have it bad in America. Could you imagine living under the, the reign of Caligula? of Nero, of these empires. And, and here's what Paul says to, to, uh, to the Colossians. You learned about the, the good news from Epaphras, our beloved co-worker. He is Christ's faithful servant, and he is helping us on your behalf. So without the obedience of Epaphras, the people of Colossae would have never heard the good news. You see, without us going to, 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 to the Copper Corridor, they would have never asked me to, to go and, and speak at the baccalaureate to an auditorium full of people. And without me going to speak to an auditorium full of people, they might not have ever heard the message of Jesus Christ, which I preach with my whole heart. That there's a better way. There's a better way in Christ. And, and, and if you don't share the good news, who will? Are you going to keep Jesus to yourself? Are you going to keep the love of God to yourself? Or are you going to share it with the people that God has placed in your life? See, they don't need to hear about how bad America is. They don't need to hear about how bad the, you know, the, 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 the things that are going on around you. They don't need to hear. They, 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 they already see that. They need to know that there's hope in Jesus. They need to know that there's a different way. It teaches me that we should never keep the confident hope of God to ourselves. 
and we should share it with others. The apostle Peter put it like this, in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason, hear this, for the what? For the confident hope that you have. And when you do it, do it with with gentleness. Do it with respect. We don't need to cram the Bible down people's throats. We can present to them the love of Christ. The way it was presented to us. The way that God came into our lives and changed us and met us in, in our worst places and loved us right there. Don't be ashamed or embarrassed to share the love of God found in Jesus. Don't ever be embarrassed of it. Don't ever be ashamed. Not only is he your answer, he's the answer for those around you. And that's why it's so important for us to walk in the love of God. That's why it's so important for us to allow the Holy Spirit to produce in us what only he can produce. Because it opens up the door to other people. When they see that the love of God is being lived out and walked out, when they see that you can actually have confrontations, and then at the, uh, 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 when you, at the end result that there's, there's, there's making up, there's, there's restoration, there's reconciliation, they see that there's something real in what you're living. And they ask you the questions, how can I have what you have? And you can invite them to church. You can invite them to a small group. You can invite them into a mentoring place where you just pour into them. But don't be embarrassed to share the love of God with a world that so desperately needs it. Here's the third, third uh, takeaway. It's a confident hope that's worth your investment I'm not the same person I was 30 years ago. God has, God has progressively changed me into the person that I've become. He's not done with me yet. But can I tell you something? There's an investment that comes with that. This is a lifeline to me. If you could see this, there's, there's, there's highlights, there's, there's marks in it. Because when, 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 I'm, when I'm reading and listening to the word, I, I'm, I'm, I'm circling things. Because he speaks to me. It's important to me. Amen? And it's the same for every one of you. you, you need to, there's an investment that we, have to, that we have to put into our walk with God. You're not going to become the person that God has called you to become without an investment. If, if you never open up your Bible, you'll never hear the voice of God. And you won't even be, dis- be able to distinguish the voices that you're hearing from the outside. And the different religions that are formed that are contrary to the word of God. How can you distinguish if you never open up the word of God? Are you with me? Here's what Paul prayed. He said, we ask God to give you complete knowledge. See, God doesn't want you to be incomplete. Complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live 
will always honor and please the Lord. I, I'm going to pause right there because I want to, I want to hinge this together. See, God wants to give you complete knowledge of his will. He wants for you to have spiritual wisdom, and you'll never have it without opening up the word of God. And he wants you to have understanding. Have you ever said, I just don't understand? I don't understand. Well, see, God wants for you to understand. God wants for you to trust. God wants for you to walk by faith and not by sight. Because there are some things in our life that don't make sense to us, but they make sense to God. My, my daily reading right now, I'm, I'm into, into Job right now. Okay, I'm, I'm, that's where I'm at right in the Old Testament. I'm, I'm going into Job right now. And, and can I tell you that Job did not understand what was going on in his life. I mean, he lost everything. He lost every, every one of his children, every one, uh, all his possessions. He lost everything. And, and, his, and his wife turned on him. His wife says, do you still hold on to your integrity? Curse God and die. You see, there are, there are times in our lives that things don't make sense, but can I tell you, God understands. You see, to, to, to God, the thing that Job was going through made a lot of sense. And what, what God was saying is, I'm gonna, Job, I'm going to use you to, to actually show the devil that you're going to walk in my power. That you're going to walk in my goodness. That, I, that I'm going to be your strength. That, that even when your, your friends come at you, even when your friends abandon you and they say, it's your fault, it's because of this, it's because of that. Even when, when everyone turns on you, you're going to find that I'm going to stay true to you. And someone needs to hear that today. Someone needs to hear that whatever you're going through might not make sense to you, but it makes perfect sense to God. And he's working in the situation. He's working through it. Verse 10. Then the way you, will, you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better and better. And Paul knew that the Colossian believers would never be able to produce the fruit of Christ without a true knowledge of Jesus Christ. And let me tell you something, beloved. You and I will never be able to produce the fruit of Christ without us having a true knowledge of God in our lives. And you will never have a true knowledge of God without the Word of God. Never. I can't say it enough. You need to be in the Word of God every day. You need to be reading the Bible every day. The writer of Hebrews put it like this, the Word of God is alive. The Word of God is powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. In other words, it cuts between the, the spiritual and it also cuts in between the physical. The Word of God touches our physical lives, this, everything that we see, but it also touches the, point, the parts of our life that we don't see, the spiritual. What's going on behind the curtains? The things that you don't see, all the, 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 the angelic realm, all the demonic realm. There's a lot going on in our lives that we don't see. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one to whom we will all be accountable. You're not accountable to James Reese. 
You're not accountable to some religious organization. You're not, reli- you're not accountable to any person. You're accountable to God. And can I tell you, this is what's going to speak into your life. And when the Holy Spirit is working through this, it will change the way that we live. But before it changes the way that you live, before it changes the way you respond, he will, first of all, he will equip you. He will ground you. He will anchor you in the truth of who you are before you ever do anything for God. He did everything for you. He did everything. I'm a child of the most high God. Not because of what I've done, but because of what I believe. Are you with me? I believe that Jesus paid it all. To all. That's what I owe. I don't even know the song. Why am I singing? So so, so your, your, your confident hope is found and realized in the good news of Jesus Christ. And the more of the word you have in your life, the more God does the spiritual surgery needed to heal us from our past. To heal us from the present things that we're dealing with. What are you dealing with right now? We're all dealing with stuff and then there's things in the future that are going to come. The Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Rome, he says, I'm convinced, I am convinced, I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. That's the word of truth. There is nothing that can separate you from the love that God has for you. If you understand that you're loved and you walk in that truth that is alive and is working in the depths of your heart, you will be able to overcome the obstacles that you're facing right now. The lies that are thrown at you, look at who you were, look at what you've done. Can he do that? You know what Jesus said? When Granny Cooper said, can he do that? Jesus says, yes, he can. And he will. And he'll be talking to people, giving them hope. Not his hope, but God's hope. A confident hope that Jesus paid it all so that we could walk in this newness. It's worth experiencing, beloved. That's your last takeaway. It's worth experiencing. For he has rescued us. He has rescued us from a dark place. And he didn't just rescue us. He transferred us. He didn't just throw the lifeline. He positioned you in a different place. A different identity. In the kingdom of his dear son. That's where you're positioned if you're in Christ. That's where you live. That's where you begin to to live out these purposes now. And how, how do you live them? Free. 
Free to worship the Almighty God. Free to be able to go into the Holy of Holies. Think about this. Only the high priest could go into the Holy of Holies at one time. And if he did anything wrong, he had to atone for his own sins. If he did anything wrong, guess what would happen? He would die. And Jesus Christ became our high priest. And he went there and he, and he sacrificed, not an animal, he sacrificed his own life. He became the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And through Jesus Christ, we are brought into his love, into his grace, into a new restored position. And your sainthood has nothing to do with what you've done. It has everything to do with what he's done. So you're a saint of the Most High God. And you start walking and you start living it out. And you get this, you know, you get the pimp walk or whatever you want to call it. And you start walking this newness of Jesus in your life. And why are you walking like that? Because I'm a child of God, bro. You'd walk like this too if you were a child of God. We joke about it, but, but let's, let's, let's think about this, beloved. There's something that happens to us spiritually when you understand the granditude of what God has done for you. When you understand that, you, you don't want to leave that premise. You want to walk confident that there's better things for you. Amen? I mean, there's good things here, but there's even better things coming. Are you with me? That's the love of God that he has for you. And so as we close, I'm going to close with an invitation. An invitation for you to, to, to say yes to this love that God has for you. To experience the hope, the confident hope that God has prepared for you in heaven. That you can know without a shadow of a doubt that you are saved. That you're made right. That there's nothing that you have to do anymore to make yourself right anymore. He did it. And you can trust him with his, with his word. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead a prayer. And, and if you're here today, if you're watching online, just say, this is me. This is... I'm giving my life to Jesus. So it's a simple prayer. It's just, God, thank you for speaking to my heart today. God, thank you for showing me how much you love me. God, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. You, I came today because I'm tired of trying to do life on my own. I'm trying to be good on my, in my own ability, Lord. I just, I, I, I mess up all the time, Lord. So today I, I, I admit that I'm a sinner. I, I admit that I need a savior. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. I put my faith in Jesus. Put my faith in the cross that restores me. I believe that you rose from the dead, Lord Jesus, that you're alive. I feel you. I feel your presence. And I confess you as my Lord today. Someone's saying that. I confess you as my Lord today. And I choose to follow you from this day forward. 
And I do this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to do something for me. If you, this is between you and God, but just, just so we can continue to pray for you, you know, maybe on this Connect card, if you, if you still have one by you, maybe you can just put right there, I, get, I, I, I said yes to Jesus today. Can you do that? God knows what you've done, but, you're, but we want to pray for you. We want, we want, for, we want to know and, and, and we, we want to we celebrate with you. Amen? God loves you. And you can have a confident hope of that. Let's worship our King. Then came the morning that sealed the promise. 
joining us today. God bless you. Go in his love.